It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSSS.com. At FFFSSS. Twitter.tv slash AJ Nick3. There will be a stream coming up for the uh, Super Bowl box pool drawing extravaganza. So look forward to that either Thursday or Friday. Um, and speaking of Super Bowl, that's what we will talk about in the kickoff on this program. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. So we'll do some storylines in the kickoff. Then a weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview, college basketball, and some golf talk. Thursday's show is the big Super Bowl show. That will be the long uh, deep dive into the game and all that kind of stuff. So this one might be a little shorter, but Thursday's show is the big one with the uh, the numbers and all that stuff. So I'm saving that for Thursday. So maybe a shorter show on this Tuesday. But we'll do Super Bowl 58 storylines, weekend soccer recap, midweek soccer preview, college basketball after a huge college basketball weekend, which was very exciting. Hopefully Saturday you got to watch um, – all the big games, the three top ten showdowns, and then you had a top ten showdown on Sunday as well in the Big Ten. So we'll recap all those games. Looking forward to some games early this week, and then some golf talk at the end of the program. And I might have a, I might say something about DraftKings at the end of the program. So if they're interested in advertising, maybe you don't listen to the end of the program, but if they are, reach out. <laughs> anyway, all right. Kick it off, Super Bowl 58 storylines, and right away, it's the rematch of Super Bowl 54 with the Chiefs, that fourth quarter, 21-0, fourth quarter comeback. Mahomes' first ring, Andy Reid's big first ring there, and it was, in my opinion, a good football game. Now, I know the Niners went up, and you thought they were not you know, blowing that game, but they do. You know, Jimmy G throws the deep ball. That Sanders can't reel in. Uh, could have possibly got it tied, I believe. I believe it was eight at that point, was it not? Um, so, big spot in the game there. In the biggest game, and the Niners blew it last time they faced the Chiefs. This Chief team is obsessed with winning titles, getting to AFC Championship games, getting to Super Bowls, winning Super Bowls. They're obsessed with it. And that was the first ring for Mahomes. And the next year, they lose to Tampa. Um, and they got back last year. They beat the Eagles. And now they're going for their third. So Mahomes and Andy Reid going for their third ring and back-to-back. Hasn't been done in a long time. Just shows, um, even with the dynasty of the Patriots, even with you know the Broncos going to a couple of Super Bowls, Seattle going to a couple of Super Bowls, the Niners now going to some Super Bowls with Kansas City also. This is the first time... We could have back-to-back in a while. And Mahomes and Reed going for three. One, you're in a different class. Two, you jump another echelon. And three, puts you in um, the greats of the greats. You know what I mean? Head coaches and quarterbacks when we're talking about winning Super Bowls. So Mahomes and Reed going for a third. Casey going for back-to-back. And you look at the other coach, Shanahan, who famously was the OC in the Falcon 
Patriots Super Bowl, the 23 collapse by the Falcons, the unbelievable comeback by the Patriots. A lot of people blame Shanahan and his play calling that, you know, with incompletions got the clock stopped. Uh, Matt Ryan took a couple sacks, obviously, with the turnovers, but he will tell you, like, you know, 10 times out of 10, he, he loved the way he called that game, and he felt like they didn't win it. He lost it, which if you're going to lose, at least lose on your terms, I guess, but, hey, it is what it is. Um, it's kind of Dan Campbell's talk. If you're going to lose, lose on your terms. Well, why are we talking about losing, right? Um, but it, here it is, another shot for Shanahan. After he had that Niner team up in the fourth quarter against Kansas City, after he had that Falcon team with his part of the team, the offense, up big in that second half against the New England Patriots. But now another chance for Kyle Shanahan to do what his father did, which was win a Super Bowl, at least one, right? But win a Super Bowl as a head coach. Um, and here's another shot. And I'll get to Purdy in a second. But you could argue this was going to be the game last year. You know, if Purdy stays healthy, they beat the Eagles. And then we have this game last year. Well, we didn't. You know, Purdy got banged up. And Shanahan didn't get his opportunity last year. But now, back in the big game. With the Lombardi on the line. Another shot for Kyle Shanahan to become a world champion. Purdy, in my opinion, is he the most talented? No. Is he the most gifted? No. Like, no. But here's the thing. He's come into a complicated, difficult to understand, difficult to perfect, hard to interpret um, system where he has excelled in a lot of aspects of being the leader on the field of that system. I think he's done a great job in silencing doubters. I think there's a all these people do is move the goalposts on him, like Nick Wright and all these people. Like I saw a clip of Nick Wright knocking Purdy, like, oh yeah, he stepped in and Jimmy G stepped, so he's a nobody. Like, if he's bad, wouldn't it be bad? Like, wouldn't the team be worse? You know, if anything, like him getting back to a Super Bowl after getting to an NFC title game last year. To what Jimmy G did, like, shouldn't it be compared as like, hey, that's a really good job of getting back to the suit? Instead, it's like, well, of course he did. Jimmy G took him. Like, dude, Nick Wright, shut up, man. Oh, my God. But Purdy, for me, like, is he the best quarterback you're going to No, but here's what he does. He wins and he makes plays. And a big knock on him in some spots was, hey, you could have ran there. Well, guess what he did the last two games in comebacks? Running against the Packers, running against the Lions, and make big plays in those second halves. And the Niners did things in these last two weeks, three weeks, I guess now, that they had not done, which was come from behind and win. You know, in the second half. So, with a combination of Shanahan and Purdy, obviously, but Purdy, to me, has done an excellent job of just winning football games, blocking out the noise acclimating to himself, the league, his teammates, all that, the game, all that kind of stuff. And all he's done is, one, is win football games. So people can keep knocking him. I just I just think that shows your ignorance or, or just, um, you know, a bias. So up next for the Niners here, McCaffrey. Is he the missing piece of the title? They went and got him last year. They get to the NFC title game. And... Obviously, with the Purdy injury, and then uh, Josh Johnson gets hurt. 
So they have to go back to Purdy, but he can't literally throw the ball, so it's like they don't have a quarterback. But this year, everybody stays relatively healthy. They're in a Super Bowl with McCaffrey this time. Is he the chess piece that Shanahan needed? You know, Mostert was a very solid back for him. And he's a great back for the Miami Dolphins. Now, is he better than Christian McCaffrey? I don't know. I don't believe so. I think McCaffrey's the best back we've seen in a long time. You know, so is he the missing piece for this San Francisco offense and therefore the San Francisco organization to get back that Lombardi, to get their hands on that silverware again and be champions of the National Football League? How about we got two great tight ends here? And... You know I love Gronk. You know I love Tony Gonzalez. And I have a huge soft spot for my guy Jason Witten, obviously. But somebody might be getting knocked off that list. And these two guys might be joining them. And Kelsey's probably already there. And Kittle's got to have a little more of an offensive, you know, some more stats. But he does such a great job blocking that it makes up for the lack of big stats. Whereas Kelsey, as great as Gronk was at catching the ball and doing those things. Kelsey's better. Now, Gronk's a better blocker, but Kelsey's a better route runner. He's better after the catch. He's better um, with tough catches. Like, and I'm not trying to knock Gronk. I'm just show. I'm just saying how good Kelsey is. So we have two great tight ends, two, in my opinion, all-time tight ends. Kelsey is, you know, in that conversation to be one now. Kittle is so, so important in so many facets of San Francisco's offense, whether it's in the run game, whether that's in the pass game, protecting on the edge, helping a tackle, or going out in the pattern and do and being a good route runner and, and catching the ball and making those tough catches, then being able to break away. How many of Kittle's touchdowns do you see are like him running away from guys for like 30 yards? Like, what the hell? It's not just a red zone guy, like target? No. Throw it to him anywhere he can score. Like, that kind of player. You don't really see that across the league in tight end. And Kelsey and Kittle are both, you know, those type of guys. Go to the defensive side of the ball. I think it's two excellent defenses with stars. Um, and Spags called a great game for Kansas City. Okay. And... He's got Jones and Snead. But you look at the other defense with the stars they have in Bosa and the two linebackers in Warner and Greenlaw. Um, Ward as well is a, is a good player. I don't know if he's a star, though. But Bosa is a star. Warner, there's some like part of my brain that Fred Warner's the best player in the league. And like I'm just not brave enough to just say it every time I talk about Fred Warner. But there's part of me that's just like, yeah, what do you mean he's the best player in the league? Of course. Like, it's it's almost like a given. You know, we're talking about who's the next best, who's, who's the second best player in the league? Because Fred Warner's won. Like, that's, so, there's some part of my brain, there's some part of um, doing this where I'm just like, no, nah, he's the best player. Like, what are we talking about? And I'll say that sometimes and people be like, really, you think? And I'm like, yeah. And then other days I'll be like, Mahomes, what are you talking about? And like, you just said Fred Warner. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But Warner, Greenlaw, that duo is outstanding. Bosa up front. You got Chase Young, who was a star, but can he find his starting back? Who knows? And Kansas City has Chris Jones, who's a great, great player. Excellent player. Excellent player. 
So I'm sure there's more storylines, but you know, with media day, there will be things coming out and I'm sure there will be some guys trading words through the media. Um, but I don't know if I really care about that stuff. And I kind of want to talk about some game things that will actually impact the game instead of being like the game is in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, we get it. They have sports teams now. It's not, you know. So, all right. Uh, more on Super Bowl 58 on Thursday's show with a full preview breakdown. All the numbers, all the situations, all the scenarios. I'll tell you how it's going to play out and who's going to win and how on Thursday's program. All right, let's go to footy. Weekend soccer recap going back to the EPL into the midweek there. West Ham, Bournemouth finished 1-1. It was a Solanke goal that put Bournemouth up and award press pen that split the points. Wolves, Man U was a crazy game. Man U wins a 4-3. Rashford back off the tequila suspension. Hoyland made it 2-0 United. Saravia got a pen. Saravia, sorry, got a pen back. But McTominay made it 3-1 United. United. Kilman makes it 3-2. A netto stoppage time equalizer. 3-3, but then Kobe Mano, the youngster for United, wins it in his own stoppage time effort. So United take all three points at the Monlieu. What a result. You go to the weekend. Everton Tottenham finished 2-2. Richarlison against his former team. Harrison equalizer for Everton. Richarlison made it 2-1. Tottenham and then Braithwaite, a stoppage time equalizer for Everton that set Goodison Park into a frenzy. Newcastle-Luton finished 4-4. This game was outstanding as well. Longstaff made it 1-0 Newcastle. Oso leveled the match 1-1. Longstaff made it 2-1 Newcastle. Ross Barkley made it 2-2. A Morris pen and an Adebayo goal made it 4-2 Luton, but a Trippier effort, Goldward scores, and a Harvey Barnes great effort makes it 4-4, and the points were slow. Burnley-Fulham finished 2-2. A lot of draws this week. Jao Paulinha... Got the goals started for Fulham. Munoz, a second for Fulham. And then Fafana, who's coming in from Burnley, a brace. Second goal was a stoppage time equalizer. He came in from Chelsea. Brighton, Crystal Palace. Brighton went a 4-1. Dunk, Hinslewood, Buenanote made it 3-0, those goals. Mateta pulled one back for Crystal Palace, but Jao Pedro got his goal for one Brighton. Sheffield United is in a tough spot. They're not really competitive right now. Aston Villa went over there, and they won 5-0. I mean, it was a drubbing at Bramwell Lane. McGinn, Watkins, Bailey, Tealmans, Moreno, the goal scorers for Unai Emery's Villains, 5-0 on the day. Man U beat West Ham 3-0. Hoyland, and then a Garnacho brace the goals for United. Chelsea Wolves. Wolves went a 4-2. Big win for Wolves. Cole Palmer put Chelsea up 1-0. Cunha had a goal make it 1-1. Own goal for Chelsea. Wolves 2-1. Cunha brace 3-1. Cunha pen for his hat-trick 4-1. Silva pulled one back for Chelsea as consolation. Big win for Wolves. Bournemouth Forest finished 1-1. Kluvert a goal for Bournemouth. hudson Adoy leveled it. And then Billing sent off for injuring hudson Adoy. Straight red card there. And the big one over the weekend was Arsenal-Liverpool at the Emirates. Arsenal went at 3-1. They were the better team. Give them credit. Uh, Saka, a goal off a rebound, made it 1-0 Arsenal. An own goal equalized it just before halftime for Liverpool. And then the winning goal 
Long ball played over the top. Van Dyke, Allison, miscommunication, falls to Martinelli. He slides the ball in. Canate got sent off for two yellow card offenses, and Trossard's goal made it 3-2-1. Give Arsenal credit. They were the better team. Uh, they were ready to play. Liverpool were not. Liverpool were second every ball. Uh, they were lucky to be in it, to be fair, 1-1 with that own goal. Um, but the second half, they just kind of didn't play well. And then the big moment is the mistake from Van Dyke and Allison, where they don't make a ton of mistakes between the two of them. And to see them both make mistakes on the same play is really rare. Um, that being said, I'm not making excuses. Give Arsenal credit. They were the better team. They were the better team for the 90 minutes, and they deserved the three points. That's for sure. And then on Monday, Brentford, Man City. City went at 3-1. Maupay got the scoring started for Brentford, but that was all she wrote with a Phil Foden hat trick to give City the three points. And now City still have a game at hand at Liverpool, and if they win that game at hand, they would go one point clear of Liverpool. So it is in City's hands. Even though Liverpool plays City at Anfield, so you could theoretically say it's in both teams' hands right now, somehow, some way. But that is the situation right now in the Premier League. Liverpool could have theoretically ended Arsenal's title uh, run by putting them eight points back after losing to them uh, in their own building. But Arsenal do themselves a favor. They do Manchester City a favor. And they do all the uh, Liverpool haters a favor by beating them at the Emirates. 3-1, and City win on Monday, also 3-2-1. La Liga, Real Madrid beat Getafe 2-0, Jocelyn Brace, and then at the weekend, Barca beat Alves 3-1, Lewandowski, Gunawan, Roquet. The goal scorers, Hirona and Real Sociedad draw 0-0. Real Madrid and Atletico draw 1-1. So Hirona still in it. Uh, big result for Atletico because uh, Brahimi Diaz gave Real Madrid a lead, and Lorente had a stoppage time equalizer. Syria, AC Milan beat Frazzoni 3-2. Giroud and Jovic uh, goal scorers. Jovic had the winner. Inter beat Juventus 1-0 on an own goal. So a big result there. Inter knocking off Juve. Bundesliga, Heidenheim, Dortmund drew 0-0. Darmstadt and Leverkusen finished 2-0. Leverkusen so they remain on top. Munich, Gladbach, Munich went at 3-1. Polovic, Kane and DeLitt. And then Red Bull Leipzig beat Union Berlin 2-0. League Un, Strasbourg, PSG. PSG went at 2-1. And Bappe had a pen save, but then he had a goal and an assist on Asensio's goal. And with the transfer window being shut, the news breaking on Saturday that Mbappe will leave PSG for Real Madrid in the summer. I think a lot of people saw it coming. I think when he kind of refused to sign the the contract or, or the new deal, a lot of people said, okay, that'll do it, folks. Um, he's not going to be a PSG player anymore, and they were correct. Um, they were correct. No longer a PSG player at the end of the season. He will be taking his talents to Spain to play for Real Madrid. And it's going to be interesting because if Ancelotti's there, He's been kind of playing four midfielders because he's had so many midfielders between Bellingham, Choameni, Camavinga, Valverde, and then obviously Cruz and Modric still being there. He's got so many midfielders. He's got to play four midfielders to get them all in and get them games. So how does he change the formation? Because he's only really had um, the strikers being Rodrigo or Vinicius and then 
Brahimi Diaz would come in and, and score some goals from those positions as well. But it really hasn't been three forward players. There's been a lot of midfielders for Carlo Ancelotti and Real Madrid. And what does Mbappe do? I mean, you got to play him, obviously. Do you play him over Rodrigo? Do you play him over Vinicius? I'm not sure. Do they do they pick a midfielder out and say, all right, Chouameni, you're off the bench now. Or, all right, Camavinga, you're off. You can't. You got to play Bellingham. Valverde is one of the best midfielders in the world when I, when he's healthy. So do you pull him? So Angelotti's got an interesting problem. I, I You could argue that it's a good problem to have when you have so many great players. You got to figure out a system to play him. I understand that. But also, is he going to be there? How long are they going to give him to figure out a new system to incorporate Mbappe in? So he will leave PSG for Real in the summer for free. PSG has to be pissed because, like, if you wanted to go that bad and you weren't going to sign a contract, you should have let us sell you so we could get money back. Now you're literally leaving on a free transfer. Like, I would be fuming if I was PSG. Um, but that's a, that's the deal. That's You don't sign these players. This is what you leave open to happen. Um, so Mbappe, get on. All right, in the Prem, uh, Villa got Rodgers from Middlesbrough, a young player that they wanted. Brentford got Regalone, who's been on the move on loan this year between Tottenham and U and now Brentford. Burnley brought in Fafana. Instant results for him with a brace. Fulham brought in Broja on a loan from Chelsea. And honestly, I think that's going to help Fulham a lot because Jimenez can score goals, but he can't play every game. He's just not what he used to be before the injury. Forrest bringing two new players, Sells and Gio Reyna, where Gio, like, I hope he gets games and does well, but it hasn't been the best coming to the Prem. You know, Tyler Adams has been injured. Weston came over for an experiment uh, with Leeds and ended up getting hurt and not playing all the time, even though he was, you know, fighting when he was in there, which I certainly appreciated when you watched him. Uh, but Gio is an interesting player. Attacking player, creative player, can come off the bench and score goals in big matches for club and country. So uh, that's a good mover for us. See what they can do with it. And Nuno. Sheffield United brought in Brenton Diaz, who's scored a bunch of goals already, so that's been good, but they need to get more results. And Holgate got loaned in as well. Tottenham, we know Werner came in. And West Ham, we know Calvin Phillips came in from Manchester City, and he already led to a mistake uh, for a goal in a game that uh, he played for West Ham. FA Cup replays this midweek. You got Villa Chelsea is the only Prem versus Prem. And then Forest Bristol City is the only other Premier League team involved in an FA Cup replay. You got Southampton, Watford, Plymouth Argyle, and Leeds, and then Coventry City, Sheffield Wednesday. College basketball weekend recap. It was the first time in 30 years, three top 10 games in one day. And then you had four in total across the weekend with Wisconsin and Purdue on Sunday. But first one here was Houston and Kansas. Kansas, big win at home. Um... Did a great job shooting. I thought they handled the Houston intensity on defense really well. And they played a really good game at home. Give them credit. Kansas was excellent. Big win for Bill Self and company there. Duke, UNC. Listen, the Tar Heels did a great job of just knocking off Duke. I, I, I The Blue Devils, for me, didn't really shoot it well. Uh, I think there might have been a game plan of, like, we're not going to settle for threes, take it to the rim, and they just missed a lot of layups and missed a lot of shots that you said, okay, you passed up an open three to drive it, sure, but you got to get a foul call or you got to make a layup because 
in today's basketball, like an open three is an efficient shot, you know, for a lot of players. Uh, so Duke, uh, if that was at Cameron, I'd be really pissed uh, supporting Duke, but that was in the Dean Dome. You're not going to usually win there, so it is what it is. Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee went into Rupp and beat down Kentucky. And you know I don't like Barnes. You know I don't really like that Tennessee team with Fascovi and, and Ziegler and JJJ. They've been there forever. They're like 900 years old. Enough with these guys. But you got to give them credit. Um, Kentucky was not good enough. And Tennessee was much better. And they played a great road game and found a way to win on the road in the league at Rupp. I mean, that's a tremendously difficult place to play and they got a, a, a victory on the road give them credit UConn St. John's and MSG UConn pulled away um, shout out Healthy Debate Enrico pointing out that St. John's was honoring the 1999 Elite 8 team that lost to UConn so and UConn won the Natty that year and you honored them against UConn like what are you doing so that was a bad job by St. John's but what are you going to do um UConn is really good. They didn't have Caravan, and they still pulled away. Great, great effort by UConn. Texas got a huge road win in Fort Worth against TCU. Give them credit. TCU is some type of player, man. Aismas is some type of player. Hunter's great. Mitchell, like, that team is so good. Like, that's a team that can win it all, and I know they're not getting a lot of respect because they haven't won a bunch of big games, and they've been picked off and horns down, all that stuff. That's a really talented basketball team in Texas. Oklahoma, UCF, go in for UCF and, and Coach Dawkins. Uh, I didn't think they had it in them, but Oklahoma, I didn't think they had it in UCF, I'm saying, but Oklahoma did not do a good job on the road of playing good basketball. Auburn, second half comeback in Old Miss. Great win for Bruce Pearl's SEC. Tigers there. Baylor with a close win at home against Iowa State. Iowa State had had their numbers, so that's a big win for them to get the momentum back in that series. And then Bama blew out Mississippi State on Saturday night. They didn't let Mississippi State shoot it well, and they shot it very well, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Sunday, Purdue outlasted Wisconsin. Wisconsin at home, hung in there, played tough, had some opportunities late in the game, but some calls didn't go their way that they were upset about, I understand. But when you keep pulling down Edie's arms, like, they're going to call it. Like, just because he's bigger than you, you can't pull his arms down. That's not how it works. So, um, Purdue, that's a heck of a win on the road, top 10. And I and I told you, and I mentioned Smith, and lawyers gotten better, but Smith is really, really good and really, really important to that team. Okay? All right, some games early this week. Ole Miss goes to South Carolina. That's a big game for both teams. Um, because they're both kind of on the same level of you're not a Tennessee, you're not a Kentucky, you're not one of these big programs in this league, but you got a good record, you got some big wins. Can you kind of beat the other version of yourself almost? So that's a big game in um, the SEC. Iowa State, Texas. Texas has so many opportunities ahead of them to now keep getting better, you know, resume points. You know, because that league is quad one, quad one, quad, you know, like it's crazy, that league. 
and Texas has an op- another opportunity to welcome in a good o- Iowa State team. Get a win. BYU-Oklahoma, if it's played at BYU's pace, look out. Because uh, I don't know if Oklahoma can score that much, even though they're not like a, a dead team. But that would be trouble for them in Norman. And then you got Butler-UConn in the Big East. You got Texas Tech-Baylor is a gigantic game in the Big 12. So some really, really good conference games early this week as well. We go to the golf now. An unfortunate shortened ending at Pebble Beach because you got to that PGA Tour Sunday at Pebble. If there's a good feel, then it's a good finish. Like those angles with the sun and that, you know, 18th hole and they go to the leaders early enough. You get them to seven in those early holes with the cliffs like PGA missed, uh, uh, especially with this being a signature event. That's tough. That, that's not what you're rooting for, obviously, if you're rooting for the PGA Tour, which I'm kind of still on, I guess, but I don't know where I am with that. But short to 54 holes because of the weather. Wyndham Clark wins after the Saturday 60 where he had the, – the ball was in the heart, the eagle putt for 59 on 18, but um, unfortunately comes up a little short, and he shoots 60, which is still pretty insane. Pretty freaking insane, to be honest with you. So um, – Waste Management Phoenix open up next. I think it's a good field because it is a great tournament. They, they love coming out for that one and, and getting everybody excited for that one. So I think I saw people pulling out, though, which is unfortunate. Uh, but the Genesis is coming up at, at Riv, and that's a huge tournament. So I think that might be another signature one. Again, I'm not sure. But um, Pebble, unfortunately, shortened to 54 holes. Wyndham Clark declared the winner. And, and to that point, the DraftKings, where I'm seeing that they changed their rules on Saturday, where they started to hear that, you know, the winner might be short. That's bad. Uh, that's a bad job by DraftKings. Um, and it might not make them lose customers now, but they're going to lose customers about that. That's not, uh, that's a bad job by them. That's a bad job by them, it, it, to be honest. And that's, I don't really know how to explain it. Uh, but if you are, you know, a gambler, like, you, you don't like the rules being changed while the action's still there. Like, if they want to revisit it, pay everybody out, and then after going forward, be like, okay, hey, this isn't what we want to do going forward, but we did it to, because we didn't, these were our rules right now. To change the, the rules during, that's a little scrounging. That, that doesn't sit right with me. So, all right. Um, big show on Thursday, our full Super Bowl preview. Looking forward to that. We'll go KC offense versus San Francisco defense. San Francisco offense versus KC defense. We'll do them all. All the breakdowns, third down, red zone, turnovers, special teams, sun change, all that. And more on Thursday's show. Everybody have a great week. Until then, peace. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.